0: Hi, I'm Oscar Rios and you're listening to Legends of Tabletop.
1: Welcome to the Legends of Tabletop Podcast. It's episode 180, and I've got Oscar Rios back on again. How you doing, Oscar? I'm
0: doing as well as anyone can during a global pandemic.
1: So, so <laughs> since you brought it up, well, let's ask about it. Now you're you're in New York. Uh, New I New am down. New- so, like, how are things by you? How are you guys doing? How's the family? Well, what, well, what's your what's your sit? Uh, the,
0: the 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 we have eight rolls of toilet paper. We're sitting pretty. <laughs> um, um, you know, we're where we're, my daughter's off from school, my wife's company may be working remotely, so she may be home full time for a while. I'm a, at this point a professional author and publisher, so I'm a hermit shut in anyway. So, um, we're doing okay, our cats are fine. Sounds like your cats are fine. Yeah, um,
1: he's, it's, he's an it, asshole. <laughs> it,
0: it, it, it's a little scary, you know. I'm not gonna lie. There's a lot of people getting sick, and you know, it's in my area. There have been uh people a church was closed down like five blocks from me. Um because somebody came to mass with it. Yeah. Um, I, I love how these these people of a certain generation that'll start with a b but I'm not going to point fingers. They just can't stay the hell home. They they keep going like they closed all the bars and the restaurants and this, you know, this person was at mass. Um it's unbelievable. So I guess if
1: you have got to be somewhere though, right? Like I mean that would be the place to to get some solace and well,
0: know. while you're while you're hacking on other parishioners. Uh, they, well,
1: they, I mean, yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh man. You hear the stories of, of these irresponsible people. It's just crazy. Like, didn't any of you ever see a zombie movie? Didn't any of you? I mean, we're, you know, we're gen X. We grew up on this stuff. We're ready. You know, we have our zombie survival plans. You know, we know how to hunker down, you know, our minds have been trained for this since the eighties. Um, and you see these people, you know, like they're letting people through the airport from Italy and they're not screening them. Really? And then in all these movies, there's always like some government leader saying, Oh, it's just a hoax. And you're thinking, Wow, that would never happen
1: in real life. <laughs> yeah. Just like the uh, moon so, landing. None of that ever happened. Yeah,
0: yeah. We're 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 in the middle of a bad B movie, and we'll get through it. yeah yeah. i mean i'm a gen xer you know we saw a spaceship explode in school when we were like eight when we were like 11 years old um and you know every nothing's really surprised us ever since
1: yeah yeah Well, you know what the shitty part is like when you know when this eventually blows over or whatever this is going to become a new seasonal flu like You know, I was watching a documentary on uh, on Netflix. I think it's called Pandemic. And they tracked a couple of different groups. One of them was working on uh, a vaccine that will cover all flus. Like they genetically tested back to like 1818 and like broke down the the codes. And there's parts of the virus that don't change. And they're trying to like key on that stuff. But like in in India now, like their seasonal flu is swine flu, you know? So like this isn't going to go away. So after the summer and like, you know next fall it's it's oh it's our, this it's
0: our, it's our new normal it's this yeah. is going to be our new normal
1: yeah exactly
0: and for and the gamers really won't notice too much of a change in their daily lives because we're home on the internet reading <laughs> gaming gaming you know hanging out as we're doing now virtually um i probably at this point i probably run more games over the computer than i do face to face just because of people's schedules so uh We'll be doing a lot more of that, but uh, the gamers will be fine. The war gamers are sitting pretty. Yeah, and and those you know eighteen hour board game people they're they're golden. They're you know,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, I got shelves and shelves.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll be it, fine.
1: It, we we had our day trippers game last night, and it, like and it, you know you don't even think about it because we all of my gaming for RPG stuff is online now because of the podcast. So it was like. It wasn't even a question of like, oh, do we play tonight? It was like, oh well, we're playing tonight because you know, you're there and I'm right. here and you know. So exactly,
0: that, exactly.
1: Yeah, we're 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 in a really good spot.
0: <laughs> we'll we'll see how it all feels in fifteen days. Cause they're yeah. saying we're about ten to fifteen days behind where Italy is. And they're so still we'll,
1: two weeks below peak, is what I was hearing, what they were yeah. saying
0: so we'll we'll figure out how bad it actually is in about two weeks yeah um but you know the i I feel bad for a lot of people in the community because the con circuit is just crumbling um i was scheduled to appear and vend run games and panels at a lovely new con rising phoenix and they just canceled i mean they had no choice um Right. the governor of Massachusetts said nobody, no gatherings more than 250 people. So, you know, unless you're in like a gaming club of like 60 head, you know, any, any, even small con is not going to really happen. And, you know, I mean, I don't know how the summer con circuit's going to be, but I can't see it being much better.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, 80, 90,000 people at Gen Con, I can't see that's going to be coming off. I, you never know. I guess if, if things kind of clear up and, you know, start to blow over, but that's, man, I mean, you get regular con crud just going on a normal oh co- year. <laughs> a,
0: a good midsize to large con is just deadly. Yeah. Um, you that's know, for regular, like the, the pathogens you pick up from a con, um, this now, this is going to be a whole other ball game. Yeah, for um, sure. And I, I was reading a story that uh, one guy went to a conference in this one hotel and from that one guy, they traced like 180 cases Oof. that um, he basically infected everyone there and everyone there went. And they traced it back to this hotel um, where he went for and It was like a biotech company, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, really, guys? Yeah, um, you, you were ground zero for your state. But um, so, yeah, I mean, we'll I'm advising everybody out there, you know, be careful. Um, you know, stick close to home, wash your hands, um, get on the phone, you can still socialize, uh, read books, don't go to the bookstore, download them digitally or order them. Um, you know, I mean, we'll get through this, yeah, yeah. And and, 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 and I think, you know,
1: go ahead. I was gonna say, I, it. You know, maybe it's important to point out, like you were saying, with with the concert really just taking a shit at this point. You know, a lot of guys like yourself, you know, are, are freelancers, independent stuff. So keep that in mind. I mean, we're going to be talking about you know your your Kickstarter here, and you know throwing some money at that. You know, back that already hundred percent funded. But it, you know, if you've been on the fence about maybe ordering something from you know an indie RPG that you've you've heard about, like you know Todd stuff or whatever. Uh, you know, th- throw some money at that because that is going to be immensely helpful for for folks in the industry now to get that support because a lot of their income is being taken away because, you know, the concert gets going out or, or, you know, these other, you know, venues for them to be able to, you know, to get out there and make dollars. You know, yeah. That, that, that hurt, like, you know, it hurt, it's hurting everybody, you know, they're closing restaurants and things too, but like specific to our, you know, our, our, uh,
0: yeah, those the, the con circuit, the con circuit's like the Christmas season for gamers, especially yes. graphic artists and sculptors and you know, dice vendors, game stores. You know, yep. a lot of game stores they survive by doing the con circuit, by having the booth. Um, it's, it's going to hurt a lot of people. Uh, I really, I mean, it'll hurt me too. I was planning to vend at this nice little con and we have some new books out. So we were really hoping for a a nice little chunk of change there and it's a new con. So it was exposing our, well, maybe exposing is the bad (laughs) term, (laughs) introducing our brand to a whole new crop of people. Um, but yeah, I'm I support the decision to close. I mean, sorrowfully, you know, with a heavy heart. I, I was looking forward to it very, very much. Um but you know, life will go on. We'll we'll get back to normal or we'll learn how to live in the new normal.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, it seems like there's always a new normal and it never gets any better. It's not a, yeah. it's not a good new normal. It's just the shittier version of what we had. But if you look back through history,
0: every generation says that. Hmm. I mean, there, there, there are ancient Roman and Greek philosophers saying, "Oh my God, kids these days, they have no self, self they have no respect, they're all." Dec-. I'm like, dude, have <laughs> we been, have we been caught in this r- ridiculous loop for thousands of years, and apparently we have. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody always says that you know their generation was was virtuous and had it all together and everything everyone else everyone after them is decadent and lazy. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't know. It's it's and, all crap. <laughs> it's,
1: and we can't really nonsense. complain, right? Like we're not biting on sticks when they're like amputating our legs and shit, right? Like it it's totally better than you know, right we're continually at the best point and the worst point at the same time yeah we're we're not at the history. we're not the mass
0: graves point yet you know yeah, yeah. but
1: yeah. I- and, and, and just to follow up on that a, a little bit, I know people that follow you on social media and, uh, you know, people have seen you out, out and about and kind of things like that. I know you were, you know, struggling a little bit with, uh, you know, with hip, you had surgery. How's, has that all coming along? Yes. I, I you- had a,
0: I had a complete hip re- uh, left hip reconstruction, um, which is basically the, the top of the bone that goes into the joint and, and the entire joint itself. Yeah. So the, the socket was nothing but jagged, Bone, and the top of my uh, my leg, you know, the leg bone was just deformed, jagged bone. So I was bone on bone. Um, and I remember it was Saturday morning at Necronomicon. After the breakfast buffet, heading towards the panel, I felt it just crack.
1: Ugh. And
0: I had done I had done Gen Con before that, and I had done Kineticon before that. So I was heavily I was in the con circuit, you know, struggling, you know, fighting for my life. Um at one point Jeff Mahler, I was hanging out with him at Gen Con. He, he called the medic on me. Oh
1: jeez. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. I wasn't ha- I wasn't happy at the time, but I felt really bad that I put him in the stressful situation where he had to call the medic on me. Um, and it was, you know, it was that my mobility was was crap I was in when you're in a lot of pain all the time you tune it out you don't realize how bad it is right. um, and then after necronomicon i went and i got the x-ray and the guy was like look you're done um, five four, he said four out of five surgeons are going to be scheduling your surgery for tomorrow you, you know you're you're you know you're done and i was like damn so when the uh, I am I could have had my surgery in the first so I postponed surgery three weeks to do this con to do this con appearance <laughs> um and then have my surgery after and it was I I regretted it pretty much a week after that decision it was just uh, I was like oh this was this was dumb this was really dumb but i had an amazing time at the con i really enjoyed the con because when you're with your people and you're with your fans and when you're with your friends and you're rolling dice and you're playing games and you're eating pizza and you know you're up in the mountains in vermont i mean because i it's it's carnage on the mountain one of my favorites right um and we were vending my wife was with me we had a great time And then I think the week after I was, uh, I was already leading up to like the the pre-surgical week and the pre-surgical week, you're not allowed to take any drugs, not even Tylenol. So no anti-inflammatories, no Tylenol, no nothing. It was hellish. (laughs) It was like one of the most horrific weeks of my life. Uh, if I would sneeze, it would be like shooting pains through the entire side of my body that you'd feel stars because the nerves were pressing on each other. Um, but I got through it. You know, the, the surgery went really, really well, uh, except for the time I almost died coming out of anesthesia. <laughs> um, yeah, that was fun. Um, I had a really slow. See, I didn't take a lot of drugs growing up. And I know that's hard to believe in the 80s. But believe me, because I say it was a mistake. I should have taken more recreational drugs (laughs) um, because I have no resistance to them. So coming out of the the surgical drugs, as soon as I took a painkiller, when I started to feel I said, hey, can you give me something? They gave me something and I crashed. My blood pressure just just dropped And I'm like, I'm on my tablet. I'm having a good time. They say, Oh, we'll have you up in a room, in no time. Like, yeah, great, thanks. And then you just feel my whole body feels cold. And the this thing I'm reading on my tablet starts to feel a little unfocused. And I'm thinking, well, maybe this article's not as near you know, not as interesting. So I put it down. I didn't realize it was unfocused because my brain was stopping functioning. And I asked my wife, "Oh, can you help me with a blanket? I'm feeling a little cold." And next thing I remember, I'm lying. Next thing I realize, I'm lying flat, and there's doctors everywhere around me. And I'm like, "Oh, this is great. I'm, I'm circling the drain. This is it." And I was totally fine with that. If that makes any kind of sense, it was really surreal. Um, I started telling my wife, uh, "There's an Excel file." It's on my computer. This is my password. This is where the file was. It has all the financials for the company. So you can find out who I, everybody I owe money to. She starts cursing at me. She goes, This, this is what you're talking, this is what we're talking about. But in my mind, I was like, I need to get my shit in order because I'm not going to be around in another hour or two. And in that weird state, that was where my mind was. Um, And then they stabilized me. And I I could hear the numbers they were rattling off, of what my blood pressure was. So as soon as I was coherent, and I was out of danger, I go on my phone, like the asshole I am, and I look up <laughs> how bad is that actual blood pressure? And like WebMD says, imminent death. <laughs> and I'm oh like, Jesus! Oh. And and I said, hey, what's the nurse? I said, I just looked this up. My I just looked up on my blood pressure man. And she goes, don't do that. <laughs> she goes, don't do that. I'm like wow um and my happiest moment was uh it was late because i was there you know in and out in and out but i was feeling really normal at like and it was 3 a.m and i was hungry because you're not allowed to eat the day before so i'm in the hospital 3 a.m you know just surgery drama crazy shit and the nurse says can i get you anything and i said Man, I'd, I'd, I'd kill for a cup of coffee right now. And she said, you want a cup of coffee? I can get you a cup of coffee. <laughs> and I'm like, really? And she brought me a cup of coffee, uh, two packs of graham crackers, and a hospital jello.
1: <laughs>
0: and it was like, it's like I went to Tirnanog, and this was like the fairy feast. <laughs> it was like, I was so happy for those graham crackers and that cup of coffee. Um, and you know, it really puts perspective on you know, life, the universe, and everything. It's like what what are the real joys in life? And that hospital cup of coffee and graham crackers and fat free hospital jello, that was like one of the best meals I ever had. Um and she came by a little while later and she was like, How are you feeling? I said, I'm I'm, I'm as happy as a fat kid with jello. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah, you know, so recovery was, was smooth. Um, I'm walking better now than ever before. I have no pain on that side. The side I had surgery now, now is the strong side and I'm feeling how crappy the other side feels. Mm. Um, and they're like, when do you want to get that one taken? I'm like, not for a while. (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'll walk crappy on one side. I walk crappy on two sides for a long time. Right. Um, But no, it's 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 better than it's ever been before. They fixed the leg discrepancy. So my signature waddle is gone. I now don't waddle when I walk because my legs are the first time the first time in my life they're the same length, um, which is really weird. I actually look a little taller. Um, So, yeah, it's and I had to learn how to walk all over again because when your legs are a different length, you're used to walking in certain way to compensate. Right. So I had to train myself out of that. But um, yeah, it's, you know, brave new world. It's uh, <clears throat> it's quite a thing. And I was really looking forward to getting back out there to start going back to zoos and museums, um, you know, to really, because all the things I love to do, I haven't been able to do because my mobility has been going downward. So I'm just thinking, man, when the weather gets better, you know, I'm going to, you know, we're going to go to this con and then maybe, you know, we'll go on this trip. Maybe we'll go to Salem for a couple days. Definitely want to go back to the museum and then the global pandemic kits. Yeah. And I'm like, you ain't going nowhere kid. And I'm like, <laughs> now that I could walk, I have to stay home, but you know, we'll get through it.
1: It's always something. I waited too long.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, honestly, yeah, I should have, I should have taken better, care of myself in keeping track of how bad the leg was i mean the leg's always been bad it's from birth defects it's from birth right and then my mom's like yeah i mean weren't you going to the doctor every year to have them x-ray you and like well no mom you know i was raising two kids and you know writing books and trying to get to work and you know you don't think to to do that but apparently i should have so
1: well, I, I literally too, right? Like that's not I. I don't go to the doctor, <laughs> like
0: right, right,
1: something's really wrong, you know.
0: Right when you feel the bones just give in your hip, and, yeah. <laughs> and your and your friends are calling medical on you at the con, maybe you go get an X-ray at that point. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe you consult <laughs> your your healthcare professionals. Uh, but you know, I, I honestly have to recommend it. uh It sounds very scary but i for all the work they did i have the tiniest scar hmm. and the most painful part of my recovery was i had a bad allergic reaction to the adhesive on the bandage huh. that caused me more pain than anything recovering from the surgery the, the, and i you know the skin is still discolored it's like a burn but it you know the the glue caused me more pain than the actual surgery so huh. it's amazing what they can do now
1: yeah yeah it still scares me i, I don't I mean, <laughs> <laughs>
0: well it's natural to be afraid i mean it's like you know you're somebody cutting into your body and you know giving you cyborg parts for the parts that are broken it's it, it, it you need to be a fool not to be a little nervous
1: yeah I'm waiting for when they can transfer consciousness and shit. Once we hit that transhumanity part, like maybe I'll buy in then. <laughs> but then there's a chance i be like, "No, you can't have my conscience. Get out of here. Stay out of my brain,
0: dude." That'll never be available <laughs> to anyone but the one percent. It'll never be available yeah. to the, to, you know, we've seen enough sci-fi. We know how it goes.
1: Yeah, I know, I know.
0: We'll be we'll be the guys in the rubber suit hunting for the army of the twelve monkeys. We <laughs> we. Right. we we, we we which I saw a few weeks ago because I'm that kind of a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> and we watch we watched uh, two the uh, part one and two of the stand the other day. I'm like, what the what's the, what's wrong with us?
1: Yeah. Now's the time you want to watch like last train to Busan or something like that.
0: Oh man. <laughs> Just
1: cue it up. <laughs>
0: yeah. That movie is amazing. It was really good.
1: My kid was crying because I, I didn't know. I've seen it four times. I've seen it oh, four Jesus. times
0: because um, I keep showing it to people. And I'm like, dude, it's, it's the best zombie movie ever made. Like, really? It's got subtitles. I'm like, dude, give it 20 minutes. If you want to turn it off, we'll turn it off.
1: It was Two it was hours crazy. later, yeah. we're all crying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's great. They're, they're,
0: they're making a sequel. Oh Jesus! They're making a sequel. I shit you not. I cannot wait.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm in. The first one was yeah, good. That's yeah, interesting to see what they would do with it then. Oof.
0: <laughs> that yeah, that movie. If you haven't seen it, Train to Busan. If you're any kind of horror fan, uh, take twenty minutes. Give it. Tw- if you're not hooked in twenty minutes, move on. No harm, no foul. You you Damn. will thank us.
1: It was really good. So, I like, I, I, I pick up like the kung fu movies and stuff. So, I'll watch through the previews. That's how I saw it. Mm-hmm. I was watching the previews for I don't know what friggin' movie I picked up. And I'm like, oh, that looks really good. So, I just make a note in my phone. So, then when I find stuff on Netflix or, you know, regular TV or I'll, you know, go out and, you know, pick something up, and be like, oh, shit, this is great.
0: <laughs> but yeah,
1: that's the only thing you can do, right? Because I, I watch everything with the subtitles because it's better that way
0: right the voice acting is better i'm an anime guy so yeah 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 sub not dub
1: yep have you I, well we're so far afield from Kickstarter, but have you watched the uh the castlevania uh series yet on netflix i saw almost
0: all of, of season two i've got to go back and watch the last episode of season two again but i haven't uh i haven't started watching that one yet um we're about to, we're finishing up Hunters, the mm-hmm. Amazon not the Amazon Nazi Hunters in the 70s thing. Huh. Um the cars and the clothes are enough to make it worth watching. Um and we're and then we're going to go and watch The Kingdom, which is a zombie apocalypse set in feudal Korea. Oh
1: that's good.
0: Just came back for season 2. Season 1 was off the hook.
1: Was that also the, on Amazon?
0: That's on Netflix.
1: Oh, it's on Netflix? I, I, strung,
0: go, I strongly recommend the the the, the Kingdom. I'm going to tell you, the first episode is the worst one. Hmm. So watch the first episode with it in mind that it's the worst episode. Right. So definitely, you're going to be like, ugh, on episode one. <laughs> By the middle of episode two, you're going to be hooked, and you're going to binge watch the rest of the season.
1: Yeah, and that's the that's the cool thing with Netflix. Like, I I flipped it on to watch something else, and I saw you know Castlevania season three. I'm like, oh shit! So I start watching it. You know, like two and a half hours later, I'm like, fuck, I gotta go to bed. Like, <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize yeah. the whole season came at at one time. I was telling my kid, I'm like, Geez, that whole season. Oh yeah, that's what they do. I'm like, oh okay. I never really paid attention because I always come in everything late. People are like, oh, did you watch? I'm like, nope. Let me cue that up and watch that then.
0: Oh here here you want you want glutton for punishment. Uh, my daughter is is this is like a year maybe a year ago. she's like, oh this anime is really really good and it's coming out with a new season. And I'm thinking, well maybe'll I'll catch up. maybe I'll I'll watch the previous season. So that when the new season comes in and it was My Hero Academia mm-hmm. and to catch up, I needed to watch 81 episodes.
1: Holy crap! <laughs> this
0: has been like a long, it's been like, maybe on season four or five, I have no idea, but I was like, huh, but you know, it's it's spend time with your kid. It's have, yeah, to yeah. have something that you can love and your kid loves and you can talk about it. You have a connection.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah,
0: I committed. I was like, hey, I'm going to I'm going to catch up and she didn't believe me. She was like there's no way you're going to watch 81 episodes in like 3 weeks. Um and I did and I was there for like season 4 and now we're both current on um, the next season after that but yeah that was that was a commitment. But again, My Hero Academia is a great show.
1: <laughs> I haven't see I I I know the name but I I've, I've never actually watched it.
0: Well, there's plenty to watch if you want to. Get <laughs> <started>. <laughs>
1: They're really, watching.
0: some great story arcs, though. Um, yeah, the writing on anime is is better than anything we're doing in the West. And I, I, I'm sorry if you're a nationalist, but um, they have a, a much firmer grasp on the epic narrative than we do in this country.
1: That's why I like Chinese cinema. I mean, oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's terrible, right? Because everybody always dies, or usually everybody. Oh, and dies, they, but- they
0: love they love their tragedies.
1: Yeah. But it's such, yeah, like you're saying, it's just such a great arc. And, you know, I guess some of it is nationalistic from their perspective, right? So they're telling these hero journey stories and like, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Ah, it's so good. It's always so good. Curse of the Golden Flower, my, my favorite movie. Like, it's just, it's amazing. And it was like, it was a, you know, it was one of those things. It was like, Oh, What's this? I haven't seen this. Ah, I'll pick it up. And we've—I—I I can't even tell you how many times we've watched it. <laughs> and my kid likes it too, which is kind of a surprise. But you yeah, know, they watch. Uh, and I,
0: I think our, our our favorite of of Asian so that we've seen Asian son with our daughter that we've seen was Kung Fu Hustle.
1: Oh, that's so good too. It's absolutely
0: hilarious, and it really holds up. Um, so, yeah. and we saw that last summer, and we just hysterical the whole time like my wife and i'd forgotten how funny it actually
1: was the very first time i watched it i'm like oh, this is kind of fucking dumb same thing with like uh, super <laughs> troopers right you're watching super troops i'm like this is fucking stupid and then you watch it again and you're like oh i get it now i get it this is good
0: <laughs> yeah yeah
1: and they're making a sequel for uh kung fu Hustle. i know i can't i can't yeah I'm, I'm i mean looking forward it's a bit
0: I can't believe they're making the sequel now.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely.
0: Huh. All right. Do we want to talk about
1: Kickstarter stuff? I mean I think gonna... we have
0: to it's kind of why it is my job. Um we have a lot of stretch oh, goals right. that I want to push. So you know <clears throat> kicks kicks I often say so, Kickstarter so, is so like it's like that it's like that woman that gets pregnant and has a horrible pregnancy and a beautiful child. And during the pregnancy, she says, I'm never doing this again. This is absolutely miserable. And then she's pregnant one year later. She has like a whole bunch of kids that are one year apart. Um, That's me. That's my, this is is our 12th Kickstarter. And I almost die every single time. (laughs) Literally it is absolutely a miserable experience. This one was harder than any other, just getting to the gate. Um, because so many things have, have changed in in our local and permission, you know, is worked hard on getting with everyone that has may have be, a, mm-hmm. maybe was a little bent out of shape with the old regime, which is great because now everything's, you know, on the level, but you know, for certain elements, certain things, you need to have certain contracts in place with certain authors so that you're authorized to use their creations. And you know, with a, this is why Britannia and Beyond has been delayed so many times. We actually had planned to do this project over a year ago, and we pushed it back to Kickstarters. This was supposed to be before Inner Darkness and before the Lovecraft Country Holiday Collection, but they were still working on contractual agreements with Ramsey Campbell and you can't do Britain without the Pantheon of Ramsey Campbell and the Severn Valley. Right. Um, that's like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to go to Disney world, but you, we, we can't see any of the princesses or the rat. Right. Um, the, the, why, the, why the hell are we going? You
1: know, it's like,
0: <laughs> um, it's like all of the really cool stuff you, you can't use. So I'm like, well, we'll just wait until they've got it worked out. So we waited and waited and and then when we were ready to launch they were like, well, we've got to get all of this settled and so it was very a very stressful period of, of marketing but um we got a lot done before we even went in. I mean we've got the book's pretty the core book is written and we, you know to have the book the manuscript done going in, you know or, you cute. know done, done done enough that you can say it's done and we've got a, a lot of polishing to do. Is um is huge, you know, going in. But then on, um, you know, it does put a lot of pressure because you got a you've got an author that's written you, <clears throat> one hundred twenty eight thousand words, and you don't know if this book's gonna come out or and he's gonna or if he's gonna get paid. So it's a lot of stress on on the publisher, which unfortunately, and fortunately is me. I mean, I'm living my dream, so I can't even complain.
1: Right, right. That's cool. Are you um, and you've got two scenarios that are also going to come with the book that you? Yes.
0: And and I'm gonna I'm gonna be perfectly honest. It's not my fault. Um, (laughs) uh, Two different authors sent Jeff five different scenarios, and we said pick the two that you want for the book. And he forgot who wrote what, so he just (laughs) he just said. I want the one with the tribes being driven out right before harvest. I'm like, all right, that's, that's this one. That's mine. And he goes, and I want the one at Halloween up in the North. I'm like, oh shit, that's mine too. (laughs) So, um, So to be fair, yes, I have two scenarios in it. No, it's not my fault. They're good scenarios. I've played them at cons. I've rewritten them and played them at cons recently with the new system. People have really responded well to them. <clears throat> Actually, I played uh, with a group that played both of these back to back because they're both set in Br- in Britannia at the same con, like Saturday night and Sunday morning, ah. um, with pretty much the exact same player so, and they got the full experience. Cool. So the, they they're solid scenarios. <clears throat> One is a, a tribe being driven off their land right before harvest. Um, like three or four villages worth of people moving south um, right before harvest because um, a dark bard has been appearing to them, singing a tale that their doom was coming and that they needed to flee for their lives. And the Romans are like, number one, we can't feed all these refugees. Number two, they're, they're letting their crops go unharvested and two they don't get along with the tribe to the south of us that's why we're between these two tribes they can't migrate towards their traditional rivals territory without some you know something possibly sparking an incident so the players are sent to find out why these you know refugees are are moving and get them back onto their farms harvesting their crops so they don't face starvation so it's it's it starts as a humanitarian crisis, and and turns into it it turns into a lot. <laughs> um, it's it's a horseshoe it's a horseshoe nail scenario. Um, to solve this, you need to find out this, Does, and that, and that, and that, and and then you know you're fighting a great old one. Um, yeah. Well, welcome to the <laughs> welcome welcome to the Severn and Valley. Severn Valley, it's Cthulhu Invictus. You knew what the game was when you bought it, right? right. <laughs> Hope you're not too attached to these characters. Yeah, yeah.
1: What? I mean, that's cool. And, and you have stretch goals for a potential third scenario as well. As a yes, looking?
0: yes, we do. Um, that that'll be stretch goal. Hold on, Let me checking my list uh that's it for stretch goal nine that will be written by jeff muller he told me the title hold on
1: yeah i should have had the page up and i didn't and then i don't want to say that no, I didn't. it's not
0: on it's not on it's not on the page yet oh, okay we, on, we only list three stretch goals at a time uh Well, anyway, I'm not going to, I won't won't reveal the title yet. (laughs) Um, It takes place in London. So it's an urban scenario um, and it's going to involve unexplained murders of sex workers. Okay. So, so basically we're going to be having a Jack the Ripper vibe in uh, Roman London. Nice. Which I'm, I'm really hoping we make that stretch goal because I'd love to, I'd love to read that one. That one sounds pretty freaking cool. Um, but yes, yeah, so we have two scenarios now. Um, they're they're chunky. Um, there there's a lot of meat there. This is not these are not going to be one shots. Um, and Jeff, is, much like myself, is not a brief writer. Um, I'm sure his will have a lot of twists and turns. So. <clears throat> If we make all three, I mean, those three scenarios could probably fill their own book. Um,
1: wow. Okay.
0: So there's there's going to be a lot there, scenario-wise, if we make the third one. I and mean, there's a lot there with the two, but three would, I mean, three is better than two.
1: Yeah, sure. Right. <laughs> and you guys funded day one, too, which is fantastic. Less than, you know, 24 hours, you guys I, hit, the, hit the goal. We,
0: we've been doing this for seven years. It's my, it was my 12th Kickstarter. Um, I had two schemes in place <clears throat> to really drive this. I don't think I've ever had one fun day one, except maybe cold warning, which was very small and a two week right. thing. So what we did was we did a day one backer level that the core book was $5 less. And that expired at midnight on day one. So that attracted a lot of people who, you know, they want the core book and, you know, they, well, you know, $5 off, why not? Yeah, five
1: and, bucks and, five
0: bucks. and the other thing we had is was something that I dreamed up called Spoils of a Rapid Conquest. That if we do fund on day one, everyone who was with us for that period, they can pick uh, one of three PDFs and they'll get that for free at the end of the camp at the, when we deliver rewards. So that'll be either Tales of Cthulhu Invictus, Further Tales of Cthulhu Invictus, or the heroes and heroines of the shadow war. Um so again, $5 off and a free PDF worth about $15. So we're basically saying help us fund on day 1 and potentially you'll get a $15 PDF and $5 off the core book because it was important I I felt it was important to fund to at least try to fund on day 1 so we'd have Twenty-nine days to unlock right. as many stretch goals as possible, and we did it. We did it with twenty-three minutes to spare. It was an amazing, uh, an amazing roller coaster ride of a day. Um, I wouldn't even say a roller coaster ride. It was it was smooth progress. Um, there were a few people who canceled bids, and I mean, I, I don't. You're canceling your bid on day one. You you just <laughs> got here. How could you change free stuff? Yeah, but it it didn't. It didn't affect us. Um, It didn't really affect us too much. It was only one or two, and I didn't even notice them until the next day. But it was so. It was pretty a smooth marathon race on day one, and we funded, and then we unlocked uh, stretch goal one. I think, uh, not even twenty four hours later. I think it was day two. and right now we're on uh, what is it, day three or four? I mean, we, we Friday the, we started on the thirteenth. Today's the sixteenth. Yep. So yeah, it's been it's been an amazing weekend, an amazing first weekend. And uh, currently we are on our way to stretch goal three. And so that's we've the, un- the
1: fiction collection, right?
0: That is the fiction anthology. Yes, uh, right. Tales of Cthulhu Invictus Britannia which we're really excited about. I got a, a great piece of cover art. We've got some amazing stories. great authors, uh, many of whom have been with us for one or the other two Cthulhu Invictus books. Um, really excited about that. The team is completely jazzed. They're loving the cover, they're happy with their stories. and um, they're excited. you know we've got and at this point we're halfway there. We've gotten to the halfway point of funding that. At least it was before we started with Kickstarters. You never know, they tend to change pretty quickly. Right. But um, yeah, I, I again live in my dream, cannot complain. I, but, I was you know, gonna
1: totally burst out into Bon Jovi thing when you said we're halfway there, but then I was like, no, nah, I'm not gonna do that.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's funny on the team work page, I pu- I announced in the words of bon- John Bon Jovi, <laughs> "We're halfway there." I actually used that to announce <laughs> to the team that we were 50 percent funded for that stretch goal.
1: Great so, minds,
0: <laughs> yeah, or or not so great, but okay. <laughs> great great maybe overstating what we are but
1: okay hey look we're gonna we're gonna take it
0: (laughs) we'll take it screw it we'll take it great minds it is Uh,
1: so uh, so are there um let me jump around real quick uh do you have other obviously other things scheduled ahead in the wine for for Cthulhu Invictus Um, Do you foresee anything that's going to, you know, potentially be wrapped up in the same way where, you know, you're going to be maybe held up uh, for contracts, licenses and things like that? Or is that stuff that's already like being worked on? It's already been worked out. It's
0: all been worked out. Um, We were fuzzy on one issue and literally three o'clock in the afternoon on the day we're launching, that got worked out. And we, We don't have signed contract, but we have an agreement verbal uh, uh an agreement yeah. and the legal stuff they said hey there uh hey okay
1: i'm sorry i this stuff hey, comes up, I just post it.
0: <laughs> yeah we're really looking forward to it too um and they said we know you're launching the kickstarter no need to hold any of that stuff up go ahead and launch you know good faith agreement we'll get the contract worked out you know in the interim um which was horrifying uh not that it was worked out, but that it took until 3 p.m. of the day of launching the Kickstarter. Yeah, um, and that actually put the idol of Yagolynok in question of as to whether we could produce it or not, because you know we needed to license producing an image of Golanok from the Ramsey Campbell estate. Which again, you learn a little bit more about this industry the longer you do it. Um, it's our seventh year; we still don't really know what we're doing. But um, we, we're—we're—that <laughs> <laughs> was a new one. I'm like, okay, let's let's do this. And now we know better. So moving forward, we know that now it's another arrow in our our quiver of knowledge. But boy, did we uh, did we bleed and suffer to learn that lesson. But it's it's all sorted out. Everything we want to use, we've got permission to use, so we can just write. Cool. And we're writers, if we don't have permission, we'll you will write something else.
1: Right,
0: right. But um, pretty much, um, the Ramsey Campbell Pathan Pathion, and the Lumley stuff, were are good with, and those were the the gems of uh, of you know British myth, you know British mythos horror.
1: Cool, very cool. Now, are we gonna see? So, like. You know, you get into an issue, especially with a small company, like in you know, a D&D with all the splat books. Like every time you turn around, there's another book coming out. Um, you know, for a small company, it's, it's a touchier thing, right? Because you've got to put a book out to make some money, but you don't want to saturate the market. Um, where do you, where do you, what are your plans moving forward as far as Invictus product lines? Are we going to see something every other year? You know, a Kickstarter a year? How, how does that play out for you as a small business owner? Well, I think this... I don't think we can make that
0: decision until we see how much, how well Hmm. Britannia and beyond does. If Britannia beyond does really, really well, and the fans really want a setting book every year or a setting and an adventure collection every year, then of course we'll do our best to do that. Um, I think every other year may be more realistic. Uh, That doesn't mean we don't already have someone working on our next setting book, (laughs) I did. I did hint on social media that there would be spoilers and sneak pre and sneak peeks, but um, a guide to Germania is Oops. currently being researched. Um, because hey, if if you're looking at exciting, horrifying places, uh, you're going to hit all the really scary border provinces and. Uh, you, you can't call yourself a Roman citizen and not be horrified of the Teutoburg forest in, in <laughs> Germania. Um, you know, it, it didn't drive an emperor insane for nothing. Um, so yeah, we're, we're definitely looking at Germania uh, as a, as another setting book. Um, nice. uh, and we are, we are currently, we have solid plans before the end of this year to release a 7th edition version, a 7th edition expanded version of the Legacy of Arius Lurko.
1: Very cool. And that's something you guys have been working on for a little while now, right?
0: Yes. And we finally figured out the last puzzle piece on how to make it work. Um, we wanted, we definitely wanted an additional scenario sandwiched somewhere in there. So um, there's going to be a, a, a scenario between... We're not sure. You may be able to play it, play scenario four uh, and or five um, in either order you want um, and then go to six as as the climax. We're not sure, but uh, we have a scenario that we're going to be adding to uh, the legacy of Arius Lurko to make it a, a nice, chunky six scenario uh, campaign as opposed to the four scenario campaign it is
1: now. Very cool. And, and there, convert there's...
0: It. A- Convert everything to 7th edition, of course, and uh, have new art for the new scenario. And uh, yeah, we're, we're pretty excited.
1: And, and there's currently a conversion. Uh...
0: Yes, there's a, there's a conversion cheat sheet um, out there. So we have converted it to 7th edition, the, the stuff that's there now. The new edition, we are going to be uh, rewriting certain parts of the scenario that uh, we always wished we could have done. So in a way, this will be the expanded director's cut. Nice, of of the legacy of Arius Lurko. Very cool. And I'm not usually a fan of director's cuts because I like <laughs> I like my voiceover in Blade Runner. Thank you very much, Ridley Scott. Um, I like my film noir voiceover. Yes, it's stupid. I like it anyway. Um, I'm used to it. So anyway, not a big director's cut fan, but we're doing a director's cut version of the legacy of Arya Slurko.
1: <laughs> I, I saw on Netflix that, that there's the uh, the expanded version of, of Blade Runner. And, I'm, and every time I see it, I'm like, shit, I got to make time to sit and watch this. Now, maybe I don't want to now. I don't know.
0: I actually saw it on Netflix and I started playing it. And when they got to the point where he's having sushi and he's not going – Sushi. That's what my wife and he doesn't do the, with the lines, and I'm like, "Oh, this is the director's cut!" And I immediately <laughs> turn it off in rage and look, go looking for my DVD
1: copy of my. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm that. Yeah. I'm, I'm not kind of an asshole. I I can't help it. You gotta be I,
1: so. It depends, right? So, like with Return of the Jedi, the 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 ending song <sighs> was so. Um, uh, i don't know, like seared in your mind as a teenager right so when they redid it i'm like wow this sucks like i don't like the whatever I, like some of the stuff added is fine like i like new stuff whatever like expand the story I, like when they added boba fett to star wars and stuff I'm like oh, that's cool like that was the original intention anyway that's cool but then it's like why change the song like i don't like this was the, in, the the, in, the, yub, in the,
0: the the yub yub song yes of course yeah. I, awesome. I've, got my, I've got my original DVDs from the very early nineties that before the director's cut and they're like gold. They don't sell them anymore. Um, yeah, so I've, yeah. I'm lucky enough to have the original versions.
1: I have them too. And I have the VHS tape somewhere. Too. There you go.
0: <laughs> no school like old school. Yep. So anyway, I want to go through some stretch goals if that's okay. Yeah, let's got do like, it. So stretch goal three again is going to be that uh, nine story collection stretch goal four we've announced and that's going to be expanded content we're going to add twenty thousand words of content to the book more cults more monsters um you know or uh, patrons investigator organizations that sort of thing uh so that'll be you know more bang for everyone's buck uh stretch goal five is heroes and heroines of britannia and it's going to be much like our heroes and heroines of the shadow war um stretch goal from seventh edition, where we had 21 uh, playable characters. And you can use them as really detailed NPCs in your campaign and just drop them in. Like if it's gonna be a TPK, you can have one of these guys show up and save everyone and then these are so I've got we've got 10 uh 10 characters. I've got their concepts, I haven't rolled them up yet, mm-hmm. but their name, their profession, and and the brief description of 10 britannia specific characters and what we're really happy is that none of them are any of the professions from the 21 we did in our last oh nice so it's it's 10 characters that don't have um that you know none of the same profession so it's 10 unexplored professions in the other one which was a lot of fun because we were like damn it we've got that guy in the first group of 21 <laughs> like who do who, who hasn't been represented so Really happy with that. Uh, So now we're getting to the stretch goals I have not officially announced. Ooh, exclusives. Yes. so, and I won't talk about them on Facebook. So uh, unless you're listening to this show or or the recording of this show, you're not going to know that these are happening. Stretch goal six is called Replenish the Coffers. Now, in our last two Cthulhu Invictus Kickstarters, we've had roman replica coins produced
1: very nice ones i might add
0: thank you thank you very much uh great work by campaign coins we've had some uh, very talented designers so Dehora cosmico we had three coins seventh edition guide to cthulhu invictus we had a fourth coin produced believe it or not at this point they're almost all gone Um, I've given them away. Um, if somebody buy, you know, if you've ordered Cthulhu Invictus stuff from us every once in a while, someone will get a free set of coins thrown in just because we want to say thank you. Um, so those, the supplies of extra coins that we've had lying around have dwindled to the point where there were only 25 left. Hmm. So we made those 25 sets available as part of a stretch, as part of the upper backer level. But replenish the coffers means that we will restock all four of the coins and have a fifth original coin to commemorate this Kickstarter produced, which is, again, it's a, a coin we haven't used before. It's a um, a sari. It's kind of like a, a 40, 40 cent piece, I guess you would say. Um, so it's a unique coin. It's not part. It's not a, a duplicate of one of the others. It'll have, di- you know, original art heads and tails with an inscription on it, and uh, that depiction will be of primary author Stuart Boone. Nice. Um, again, he could not have picked a better guy to write the core book. Um, so happy that he sat down for the chair. And on the back, we're planning to have a dark young of Shabnigaroth um. So that's stretch goal six. Stretch goal seven is we're planning to have poster maps. Pre- oh, and with the coins, everyone who gets a physical reward gets a set of all five. Cool. Very so cool. it's not that we're restocking them, and you can't have any. We're restocking <laughs> them. We're restocking them, and and everyone will get one set of the five coins. Um. Stretch goal six. We're having posters printed of the map that Alyssa fadden did for us and those will be added to everyone getting a physical book from us so stretch goal seven and eight will be physical bonus rewards of coins and maps cool um and stretch goal eight we are hoping to offer bonus stories and title page art for tales of cthulhu Victus britannia there are currently nine stories. There, we're hoping to enlarge that by at least three, possibly more. And Alberto, Guerr- uh, our artist, Alberto, has said that he's going to, he's willing to do title page art for every story. So every story would start with a little illustration of something going on in the scenario. Very cool. And nine, which we already revealed, will be the bonus third scenario for the collection.
1: Right.
0: And believe it or not, we've got stretch goals planned after that
1: well and you have to right i mean that's that's the nature of kickstarter now is planning ahead for that that stretch stuff before we get any further i'm going to post up uh, frank's got another question here i'll talk about it for you
0: okay how far up the timeline do you plan to go my specialty is post roman britain luckily for you they just reprinted cthulhu dark ages because what you're talking about is not Cthulhu Invictus, you're talking about Cthulhu Dark Ages, and does Golden Goblin Press plan to do anything for Cthulhu Dark Ages? Probably yes. (laughs) Um, We've already talked about it. Um, We're really excited. We have a lot of people who loved uh, Cthulhu Dark Ages from back in the day. I personally had a home campaign for two years of Cthulhu Dark Ages, set on the shores of Lake Windermere in Britain. Um, a, a little town we created called Dunbriar. Um, I I played the Fletcher named uh, Fletcher Craftsman Rathmar. Um, so it was great. None of us could read. Uh, we had one person <laughs> who could read, and he had to read all the mythos tomes. And he goes, why do I have, why do I have to read all the mythos tomes? And we're like, well, because I, I can't read. And everybody's like, yeah, I can't read either. <laughs> and he goes, am I the only literate character in this group? I'm like, well, yeah, I'm a Fletcher. And one guy goes, I'm a dairy farmer. What do I need to read for? Right. So very, very different vibe. Um, Cthulhu, and Vi- well, they, we, we have history in the book going up until the fall, the Roman withdrawal uh, from the province. So we have the prehistory of like, you know, serpent man kingdoms and and all the, you know, pre-human history <clears throat> leading up until the Roman withdrawal when they're like, okay, we can't send any more troops to protect you. You're on your own. Um, and that's when the Anglo-Saxons come in and that's no longer Roman Britain. Um, well, they you know the golden age of Arthur and all of that. Um, we're not going to be. Stepping on the toes of Cthulhu Dark Ages, um, because we're gonna stay in our lane. Um, and you know, we may at some point be writing for Cthulhu Dark Ages in this area anyway.
1: That's cool. I you know, it was one of the things I had written down. I was gonna ask you about that because I knew you had to be super excited. The dark when I saw the the tweet from Chaos, I'm like, oh shit, I should I should text Oscar. <laughs> Because I'm sure you're probably freaking. Oh out. <laughs> yeah,
0: I was, I was a happy kid. Uh, I was, I was really jazzed when I saw that that was actually going to happen. Um, I think I emailed them within 24 hours saying, "So it's all right if we produce a supplement at some point." <laughs> um, so because I, I had authors saying we're going to do something for, for Dark Ages, right? I'm like, "You bet your ass, we are." <laughs> um, we're going to be in Britain all year. <laughs> we're going to be in Roman Britain most of the year, but you know we'll we'll get to the Dark Ages at some point. I've got a lot. I've, I think I I was cleaning up my den and I filled it. I filled a whole binder of like six Cthulhu Dark Ages adventures that I wrote back in the day. Right. So literally, when when we change our war footing for the Dark Ages, it's 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 going to be a pretty quick turnaround. But we're going to keep watch. our.
1: You're gonna be running two different lines if you're not careful. No,
0: no, 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 no. That's why I never asked about dark ages. I waited until they put it out. Right. The last time I asked about a setting, I got put in charge of it. Um, so yeah, I was curious about dark ages, sure, but I was keeping my mouth shut. I had learned my lesson. Um yeah, that that actually is true. Um People are like, hey, why don't you? Ask? I'm not. I'm like, I'm not asking about shit. Uh, I got enough going on with with Invictus and our 1920s line.
1: Hey, look, Bill's got to have something to do too.
0: <laughs> oh, he's he's one of the writers. He'll be helping us punch up the uh, the Dark Ages, the the uh, Invictus Britain. Uh, yeah. And uh, Jeff's going to be writing some stuff, and I'm going to be writing some stuff, and. It's going to be, it'll be really cool. I'm really looking forward to uh, diving in once all the crazy of the Kickstarter is done and we get the other two pen, the two hanging ones delivered, Um, which, you know, one, we're just waiting for Chaosium approval to release the PDF and go to the printer. So once we get permission, that should be a quick turnaround and the Lovecraft Country I've been writing that uh, pretty much through my recovery. So, three of the four scenarios are written. A lot of the stretch goal stuff's written. I've gotten the uh, the BFF characters done. I've gotten the family tree done. Um, yeah, there's really just one scenario left, and a uh, versions of the characters as adults, and then versions of the characters as pulp action heroes, which should nice. be which should be fun. So I've got a dozen characters design a scenario to finish and uh, you know, some little odds and ends stuff, but it's, it's, it'll be a quick turnaround. It's hard to relax enough to write during an active Kickstarter. So I probably won't get back to writing full time in a meaningful way on for another three weeks.
1: Okay. Posting up another comment for you.
0: Thanks. Uh, we do appreciate it. Uh, put a lot of work into it. Oh you have because you have Dark Dark Ages. Wow!
1: Yeah, they I, released I the PDF already. Yeah, I,
0: I I deliberately didn't order it. I needed to keep focused <laughs> on this. Um, I've got the new Star Wars game for Christmas, and I didn't dare open it. Mm. I'm like, I'm, I'm 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 starting to promote a Kickstarter. I can't, and I'm writing. I cannot. I don't even want to. I don't even. I try not to look at it. Cause I know it's going to be, everyone's like, Oh, it's so good. I'm like, don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure heroin is good too. I'm I'm not going to do it. I've got too much going on right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. When the Kickstarter is done and these other two things are delivered, maybe I'll reward myself to uh, uploading that game and playing. But until then, I'm just going to grind out on destiny whenever I need a fix.
1: Now, for um, for Inner Darkness, uh, you're just waiting for approval for that. For, so from the time that they approve, what are, what, are you, what are you looking at as far as delivery of, of print? Um, I, I the, prob-
0: the, the print run has been paid for. Um, we're mm-hmm. just waiting for approval. Um, they asked for a few changes, some legal terminology on the first page. We made those changes, sent it back to them, and we're just waiting for them to review it and give us the Okay. Once they give us the okay, we'll probably release the PDF within 24 hours. We'll probably start the print run again within 24 hours. Depending on how busy the printer is, anywhere between four to eight weeks uh, before we get physical books in-house. And once we have physical books in-house, we'll be mailing them out as fast as we can. But keep in mind, as as fast as we can means me... In my, you know, uh, I, I love that some of our fans think that we must have offices and warehouses and personnel because they, they, they expect so much of us really. it's, It's just a handful of guys and girls writing, editing, drawing, and emailing each other back and forth me and my den with a whole mess of books on one side of the room and my writing stuff on this side of the room and a few bookcases. Um, you know, we are, we are mildly trained semi-professionals here, but we're, right. pa- we're passionate and we love what we do, but you know, you, you got to understand there's not a lot of hands uh, needing this dough.
1: Right. Well, you know, and then the quality is so high, right? So like people just, like they take for granted, like say that you, you've, you know, you've got an army of people that are working for you. like golden goblin presses, the president, like, Oh, he's got all these people and like everything looks amazing. And you're like, yeah, it's just, it's, I gotta, I'm going just, to the post office. Yeah. 90%, 95% of the
0: time it's me and my cat. Um, right. <laughs> um but we, you know, that's not the takeaway. We have amazing staff. We right, have right. amazing artists, amazing designers, amazing writers, amazing editors, um, I've got. I, I'm. I'm probably the most blessed ringleader of any circus known to man. Um, but really, I'm just the ringleader. I mean, they're all the real talent. Um, uh, my talent is hurting cats um, to right. get all of these amazing, creative, mildly insane people to work together on a cohesive way and get a project to completion. But uh, it, it. It is flattering when people think that we're bigger and more established than we are and then it's infuriating because they're like <laughs> it, it's it's just me um yeah. uh or you know it's i when it comes to mailing it's usually just me um sometimes i'll buy pizza for my daughter's teenage friends to help them carry boxes for me <laughs>
1: <There you go. laughs>
0: um yeah it 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 is it is fans producing games in golden goblin press we we're fans of the games we love playing we love playing with each other um we love playtesting uh we we you know we're very passionate about our a hobby that most of us have had since our teen years um and you know much like peter pan we don't want to grow up and give up the things that we are most passionate about and the natural evolution of that is you do it start doing it professionally
1: mhm yeah. And, and that's why, you know, I love having you guys on because then people kind of, you know, sort of get that behind the scenes a little bit. Because like, you know, if you're not at Necronomicon or if they're not, you know, friends with, you know, you guys on Facebook and things like that, you know, it is kind of like outside looking in to be like, oh, you know, it's this organization where, it's, like you're saying, it's just fans, you know, being able to be a part of the community and publish stuff. So I I feel like this kind of stuff is important. It's sort of give like a little bit of inside baseball. Right. And and I don't want to say temper expectations because I don't I don't think that's the right thing. But like, hey, like we're doing the best we can and we've got great people. But at the end of the day, like you know, you're coordinating this entire effort. And You know, people complain if stuff's late or like I didn't get this or that, and it's like, all right, okay, yeah. I mean, we gave money up front, but you know, you're gonna get it. Like, I would never ever expect to to back something from Golden Goblin and be like, oh, I'm never gonna get that, or oh, you know, it's three months late. Oh my God, this is the worst thing ever. I I can proud I I proudly say we've
0: been in business for seven years and no one sued us. People have been mad at us and we've, we've fixed it and we've worked hard to try and keep everyone happy. But I mean, let's face it. Most businesses fail inside of three years. And this is our seventh year in business and our 12th Kickstarter, 11 of which have been funded, which is a 91% success rate. I did not do that in my head. I'm bad at math. I had to look it up Um, on the calculator, but, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, we're, we're, we do the best we can. Uh, we try and treat the fans the way we would like to be treated because we are fans. Uh, we're not far removed from those days when we were just hanging out at the cons together. Uh, my, my, my right hand, Lisa Paddle, we met running games. You know, she was a player in my con rounds who just happened to have a, his, uh, a a professional background in editing. You know, uh, M- Mark Shireman, our, our designer and, and the head of our art department, uh, he ran Cthulhu Live LARPs that I played in and we met at the con. And they were like, you know, you know he does layout. I'm like, really, uh, you know, he can build me a website. So when it came time to form Golden Goblin Press, You know, the, the people I went to were the people I gamed with at cons who just, you know, uh, what the word serendipity, Mm -hmm. we just, I just happened to know really talented people who are really passionate about some of the same things I were, who were crazy enough to say, sure, let's, 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 you know, let's build a clubhouse. Let's, let's form a, you know, let's build a team and, 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 and see what happens and 7 years and 12 kickstarters later you know we're we're we've just won our first any we are you know we're all still friends right
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know no no one's tried to kill each other yet and we've added more people to that team you know we've brought on uh, you know new editors and many more writers we we've, we've got a fiction line which is amazing because we never really thought we'd be a fiction company mm-hmm. um you know we have you know, a whole stack of fiction books that are out. It's it's pretty. You know, I pinch myself every once in a while when I look around and I see what we've accomplished in seven years. Yeah, it's, it's uh, and again, I please, I, I don't, you know, I'm I'm not patting myself on the back. I'm more like a parent that's really proud of his kids. Um, so I don't want to make it seem like we're so great. I mean, we're doing the best we can, and I wish we could do better, but. You know, for people just swinging the bat at a ball, I, I think we do pretty good.
1: Yeah. I mean, you guys are doing great. I mean, you you deserve, you know, you deserve the credit. And, you know, I, crazy like I am, like, you know, I feel like if you think that it's good enough, uh, you know, you, you always want it to be better than what it is. Yeah. Even if it's really good, you're like, ah, oh, I could have just did one little thing. If I had changed, it would have been, you know. Right.
0: Right. And if if you look at stuff like two years later, it's like, ah, we
1: could, we could have done so much better now. We're,
0: we're, we, we, you know, now, now we've mastered how to, we could do these books in color, you know, like, oh, wouldn't it have been great if we could have done new Orleans in color and, you know, but you know, you do the best you can with what you know and the people you have in your team and you try and keep learning and you try and keep building your team with great people. Yep. And, you know, if you're lucky, you know, you, you, you know, you, you move forward and you keep improving.
1: Yep. Always add new layers. Kind of like a podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh Shit. Well, that's awesome. So, so that'll be coming out soon. Uh, tales of tales of valor is, is all shipped. That's all completed.
0: Yep. Yep. We're really happy with that. We're really happy with the, uh, fiction companion in the the games boy man running undesirables at cons the last two years has been amazing uh made a lot of cat lovers cry uh cried with a lot of cat lovers it's a very emo (laughs) game um and again uh it sounds ridiculous to play call of cthulhu as a cat but it really works. It is so much fun, and the games really tend to be pretty powerful. So uh, we're happy with that. That's kind of like the joke that Jeff started, like, "Hey, you know, we're gonna as a stretch goal, we're gonna do a, a cat version of a Cthulhu version of Cthulhu Invictus," and that joke became a whole book with a featured <laughs> companion. Because we all thought it was funny and we've got (laughs) enough authors willing to, you know, to to repost that meme in a way. Uh, But that's the best thing about being a small press, because if you do get interesting and interested in something so bizarre, you can run it up the flagpole and see who backs the Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. Um, if if it's a really dumb idea it won't fun if enough people think it's a good idea it will and then you've got to do the book and that and in that case enough people thought it was a good enough idea that they wanted to see what it looked like Um, yeah i I was gonna
1: say preponderance of people in the community are definitely cat lovers so like wow you know
0: (laughs) my wife was like you have no idea how much people love their cats. It was her idea to do, you know, if you do a high level backer where their people can have their cat in the book, I bet they'll sell. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, we'll give it a try. And those went like gangbusters. Those people were so happy and passionate to have their cats depicted in the book. So, mm-hmm. and yeah, you can get
1: pets tattooed on them, you know, and pet yeah, pets, yeah. things
0: like that. So like, it's, you know, and, and I will give a little spoiler. Uh, three of the Kingsport council cats do have an appearance in Christmas in Kingsport. Oh, nice. We, 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 you know, when, when I rewrote that, I rewrote some of the Kingsport cats into the, into that scenario. I won't say which ones, but, um, uh, <laughs> be on the lookout.
1: Yeah. Cool. And and you're actually, I know playtesting is quite the right word, I guess, but you, but you're running sessions of uh, holiday in Kingsport now, right?
0: No, no. Uh, Christmas in King, Christmas in Dunwich, Christmas in Kingsport, and Halloween in Dunwich are old scenarios which I've run a million times. Right. Um, in Smith Independence Day, however, is a brand new scenario which I did want to play a test. Okay. Um, Lisa has actually played Christmas in Kingsport and had very fond memories of it, so I didn't want her to have to read In Smith Independence Day. Because then she's never going to get to play it. I mean, she'll <laughs> know the scenario. Yeah. So the only way for her to really enjoy it as a player is to be part of the playtest group before she edits it. And honestly, if you play something and then you go and edit it, you've just saved yourself 20 hours of work. Because you know the flow. You know the rhythm. You know what works and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. So her being part of that playtest group is going to make the edit way smoother and quicker and where we have two sessions under our belt of uh Insmith Independence Day um they're they're deep in it now there are uh we had a very great uh cliffhanger session where they were like you know trapped between well they're in Insmith I'll mm-hmm. leave it at that yeah. they are no they are no longer on the resort island off the coast of Innsmouth. They're in Innsmouth. It's at night, and it's just the six, pre you know, preteen investigators.
1: mm
0: mm-hmm. um, And, you know, as they say, don't go to Innsmouth at night. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Daytime trip might be okay, but mark my words, don't go to Innsmouth at night. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they're in Innsmouth,
1: and it's night. <laughs> Awesome. Have you, um so I'm a little behind on the Miskatonic university podcast. Have your uh, segments sort of coming back up again? I think I'm, I'm up to like 193. is the next one on my list.
0: I had, I was just on a few weeks ago. I, I think the last new show they did, I was on and it was the last segment for, cause I had owed them, uh, episode six of season three. I'd owed them that since before the surgery and just okay. could could not bring myself around to do it. And since I was going to be on, I was like, damn it, I'm going to go and I'm going to talk about Invictus. And I feel bad because I owe them this episode. <laughs> so I knocked the episode out in like a day. It's like I, wow. the, um, the day before uh, the ep- we were going to record I just hit it really hard and it was it was an episode I'd wanted to do for a really long time um about one of the most famous women in in Rome in Roman mythology. She's hold, held up as the like the epitome of what a Roman wife should be. Um and there are two really great heroic stories about her. And this episode uh talks about both of them
1: cool very cool
0: so in a way it's a tribute to my wife um helping me through my surgery and recovery almost watching me die and cursing at me for talking about (laughs) talking about the company
1: (laughs) (laughs) you (laughs) dumbass
0: exactly i'm like you said i i don't blame her at all I, i you know we've been married 27 or so years and It's a wonder she hasn't killed me yet. (laughs) I mean, it would be justified. I wouldn't even blame her at this point. But (laughs) But,
1: (laughs) let's go. I know. Are you going to come back for uh, a season four?
0: Much like Kickstarter's, (laughs) you, you swear. Oh, why do I put myself through this? And after three seasons, you're like, how many really cool? kooky semi-supernatural heroic awesome stories can there be and then you're like yeah how many in an, in an empire that was like 500 years as a republic and then 500 years you're talking about a thousand years of history through every culture from the you know the, the middle east asia minor to, to scotland You know, you douche, you could tell you could tell really cool stories if you just did a little research. It's you can't throw a dead cat in ancient Roman history without finding something amazing to talk about.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but then it's like I I do six episodes and I'm out of ideas. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm I'm done with this season, the pressure's off. And then in three months, I'll be like, well, this would be a good episode. And then, <laughs> th- and then another thing will crop up in my research. I'm like, Well, this will be a really good episode. And then before you know it, I've got three of the six and I'm starting to record. See what I like to do season four. Yes, I I, I would. I have no ideas. Um, someone said you should do a season just on Britannia. And, and you probably could. I mean, so many amazing. Things happen in, in Britannia, but I'm yeah, I'm I'm a little I've got to keep my eye on Britannia and beyond. I'm focused on the Kickstarter. Um, I will if I have to answer in one word, I will say maybe, which is more like probably. <laughs>
1: That's fair. Has it hasn't gotten any easier? I know Chad was helping you at the beginning doing some of the soundscaping and stuff. As you, uh, you I, feel comfortable doing it? I, I did a semi-decent
0: episode in one day where I did the yeah. sound mix. So yeah, it's definitely gotten easier. That would have been me pestering him for two days hmm. and him doing 90% of the work. <clears throat> um, this one I did pretty much on my own. I mean, you can tell it's not as good as when he helps me. But um, I've picked it up enough that I can Frankenstein together an episode on my own. Yeah,
1: that's cool.
0: I I didn't know video editing until I had to do a Kickstarter. I didn't know sound editing until I had to start working on a podcast segment.
1: Right, right. Um,
0: You know, I have no professional training.
1: (laughs) You and me both. (laughs)
0: Right. But if you're willing to to learn and you're passionate, it it all kind of works out.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they're they're really fun episodes. Um, Yeah, they're they're interesting and quirky, and yeah, it's neat. Definitely cool.
0: I love some of them because they just seem so ridiculously out there that people like, there's no way this was real, you know? There's no way somebody threw slaves into a pit of lampreys to be eaten alive.
1: That's what I was just thinking about. No, that
0: happened. (laughs) No, no, that happened. Um, You know, there's there's no way the town would would rise up and kill this. Beautiful dolphin that was friendly. Just because they were going, no, that that actually happened too. Um, Yeah, I mean, there's some amazing, crazy things, uh, and it and it's all true. So yeah, well, I'm pretty sure there'll be a season four. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) not in 2020, maybe not this year, but there'll definitely be a a season four at some point. Because it's not one idea. If I'm doing a season it's going to be i'm committing myself to do six episodes
1: right right right
0: so i need six good ideas
1: all right um, everybody heard them.
0: Six, six six ideas so we know if, if you if you give me an idea it's your good idea you do your own <laughs> goddamn segment i'm picking the ideas i want to do <laughs> because if you don't love what you're working on it's never going to get done because by the time you're almost done you hate it Right. You, have to, you have to start loving your topic because you're going to hate it by the time you're done. So you need to start from a place of love. And if it's not my idea, I'm, I love my ideas a lot more than I love anybody else's.
1: You knew I, 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 I might
0: like other people's ideas, but I love mine.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, uh, what do you guys have projected for the future? What do you guys have coming up after uh, Britannia and beyond?
0: Um, Once Britannia Beyond is done, we're going to be working on that and taking a long, hard look at what's next. We have two possible projects that we could launch in September, and we're going to decide which one we're going to go with probably sometime in June because it's going to take several months to negotiate all the legal before we can launch uh, a September Kickstarter. If Britannia and Beyond is insanely successful, we'll be really busy with that, and we may not do a September Kickstarter. Hmm. Um, I, I, you know, if we if we end up having a lot of stretch goals and there's going to be a lot more work, which would be amazing, um, then we may dedicate the rest of this year just to fulfilling that and getting it out in good time. We don't want. Britannia to be on to be one of those projects that just lingers to the point Mm -hmm. where it's nearly vaporware and then oh it comes out and you forgot you you backed it right you know we you know Cthulhu Invictus we just won an award we've attracted a lot of new fans a lot of these new fans they have scenarios that they haven't played because we've got some books out, but the fans who have been with us since the very beginning, who've always loved Invictus, they're going to want some new material. They're going to want some new adventures and a new setting. So we don't want them to wait a year or two years, even before they get it. Right. So it really depends on how well this does, where we want to focus all our efforts. But again, we have several teams now. Like I can have, one team of editors and writers and artists working on one book while another finishes another book, which is what we have now. Um, w- you know, because we have people who are just finished up *Inner darkness and now they're working on Britannia, but the team for uh, holiday collection, they've just been chugging along through holiday collection for months now, you know, drawing art and maps for that while everything else was going on. Right. So what's next? I, I don't know. Possibly nothing, but we do have two ideas for a possible September Kickstarter. And there's a third that is on my eventually list that would take probably four months just to kind of get all the concept together. Uh, that'll be our, our big one. Um, I don't think we're ready to do that. That That's looking more like a 2021.
1: Hmm, okay. And, and that makes sense, yeah. I mean, if, if you guys wind up with, you know, nine or ten stretch goals, that's that's a lot of work.
0: Yeah, yeah. And we'd love to do it. We're we're really looking forward to it, uh, to unlocking as many of these as we can. Because, again, we're fans. You look at Cthulhu Invictus in Britannia, and as a fan, you, one, you think, oh, I hope they do this. And then you remember, you're the ones doing it. So you pick what you think you, the fans would love to see because you're a fan and you'd love to see it, and then you offer it as a stretch goal and see if it funds. And if they funds, you're like, again, I guess it was a good enough idea that enough people agreed with us because it funded, or we unlocked it, and we do it, and you know we move on. But yeah, we'd love to see all twelve of the stretch goals that we have planned, and you know if this has legs and we fulfill those twelve, we'll make we'll come up with other ones after that, which happened with Cthulhu and the Cthulhu Invictus. We actually filled all of our kicks our, all of our stretch goals. And the last few days of the campaign, we started coming up with new ones mm-hmm. and we're like, and some of those unlocked and we were, which is why it took so long to deliver that one, which is why mm-hmm. I don't want to overpromise to our fan base, what we're going to be working on. If Britannia and beyond goes insane that's going to take time and that may be on all hands on deck for a while because, again, we are in the – we're still in production on uh, on the holiday collection, Mm -hmm. and I can't pull those people off of that team to work on this. Right. And I can't dedicate myself full-time to Britannia until holiday collection is done because I'm the primary author. Right but I can have other people writing, drawing, editing, you know, they will be that, that will be worked on. I'm not going to slow that production down. You know, there's plenty that that can happen. Plenty that will be taken care of without me. You know, Jeff is a wonderful editor and he'll be, uh, you know, in charge of, of pulling that together. So I can leave him in charge of that team for a month when I, you know, finish up writing on Easter and Arkham.
1: Okay. Cool. Which, and I, I,
0: which I finally worked out my plot for. So that's a plus. <laughs> plus I, I knew what I wanted to do. I didn't know how I was going to get there. Now I do. So
1: cool. I, and I, I don't know that we kind of want to close with this, but with the current state of things, and and you know with Kickstarters that are already in production, you know we have this you know global situation with virus and things. Any expectation that that could affect fulfillment down the road. I mean, because theoretically that should kind of clear up hopefully over the summer. And well, here's, here's, the
0: thing. here's the thing that we're really, really happy about. Um, we actually uh, don't print overseas. We print in the United States. We print in, I think Indiana. I'm not hundred percent sure. We have a, a wonderful local printer. Um, just bear with me, my battery's starting to die. Uh-oh. <laughs> I just want to plug in in so I don't go away suddenly. We print in the United States, and I actually spoke with them today, and I said, hey, how is it going? How is the staff? Are you guys looking to you know, reduce production? Are you looking to skeleton crew? And she said, as of now, we're doing fine, and we're going strong. So they've got no problems at this point. Okay. Um, Once we're, it's going to take us months to get them the manuscript for Britannia and beyond. Sure. Um, Ideally, if everything goes great, I mean, everything, if Calliope herself shows up and writes a couple of chapters... Um, we probably won't be getting this book anywhere near printer until November or December.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, and that's if everything and tr- it's not gonna go. Everything's not gonna go well. Let me burst that bubble <laughs> right now. Um, it's 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 not. I don't know what's gonna go wrong, but trust me, twelve Kickstarter's something's gonna go wrong. Um, and again, it could be. Someone has a death in the family. Someone loses a cat. Someone, you know, has wisdom teeth pulled. You know, somebody's kid gets sick. Things happen. Sometimes it's nobody's fault. It's nobody being unprofessional. It's just fate. Sometimes it is someone being unprofessional and <laughs> screwing up and, you know, po- pooping the bed on a project, but not, you know, it's, it's usually the other stuff. It's usually the fickle finger of fate. Uh, but no, so by the time we're ready to get Britannia and beyond to a printer, we're hoping that the worst of all of this stuff will be behind us. Or it won't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I
1: guess it's the other way to look at it.
0: <laughs> and I, I hate, uh, well, I'm a horror writer, so I have that dark sense of humor. But no, it's it. this won't hold that up. I am more worried about getting the holiday collection into the printer because that I'm probably hoping to send to the printer sometime in June, July, or August, depending. Yeah. Um, so that may be, you know, more of a delay. I, I would love to get my approval so I could print the uh, the Inner Darkness book now. A holiday collection being printed in may or june or july that you know we'll see but no i have a a wonderful small business printer that we've worked with since the very beginning i have a very good personal relationship with them you know i've got my contact she knows who i am you know you know i know the names of the people who process my payments you know we're we're good we're solid and we get courted to start printing in china all the time and I Mm -hmm. won't do it. One, we don't print in large enough numbers for them to really give us the kind of deals that would make it attractive. And two, I'm a small American business and I like supporting small American businesses. Um, right. It doesn't mean I'm a nationalist. I'm, I'm not, it's just, I know how small companies operate on, on narrow margins. And I appreciate that. Um, so I, I like working with them and I've never had a problem. I have a, another local printer now that they'll do stuff like posters and eight by 10 prints and keeper screens and bookmarks. And I love that because I can go drive to their office and pick it up. You know, that's the epitome <laughs> of a small business. Like yeah. you're, t- you're 20 minutes away. I'm coming to get my boxes. And, you know, I walk in and I walk out, no shipping. And um, I like that. I like that I'm a small business and I like that I support small business. You run into those big global problems when your books are stuck on a ship, on a container, going through customs coming from another country. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm not knocking anybody who does that. I'm a very small business, small fish, small pond kind of guy. Um, I don't produce books in the number where I would need a warehouse or a container or, you know,
1: right. Or they which, print it And then set it on fire. And, you know, <laughs>
0: I, I wasn't going to say it looking, looking at you Sassoon, the Sassoon files. Um, yeah. We don't have the, the, the political scrutiny um, of those sorts of issues. And again, if something goes wrong, they're in Indian, you know. They're in Indiana. They can get me another box of books, right. you know, within a week or two. Something goes wrong, and you're shipping from China. You're looking at two months of resolution, um, or even
1: just to get the proofs right. I mean, unless they, you know, email a PDF version. If you have to get a physical copy to a- approve, you know, like mm-hmm. on, the, on the board game side, right? Like we have to check colors. We've got to check sizes. We've got to check lots so, of. You know, it's weeks back and forth just to make a single correction in a color.
0: You know, they, if I ask for a physical proof, they'll FedEx it. It'll be here within, it'll be here the next day.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
0: Um. The, the problem is when they get busy because the, since they are a small business, if they, if for some reason, everyone is printing at the same time, I may need to wait an extra week, an extra two, but an extra week, an extra two is nothing compared to a, a container ship going through customs, getting on a truck, coming to me, um, So yeah, uh, I don't have the kind of volume where I would be, you know, paying, you know, next to nothing. But again, I'm not, I'm not ordering 5,000 books. I'm, I'm barely ordering 100, you know, I'm barely ordering a thousand books. Um, so for, for me, it works very well. And it, the benefit of it far outweighs, uh, any of the the negative to it and it does make us resistant to those kinds of global situations like pandemic or storms or earthquakes or tsunamis or flooding and even just uh the hurricanes in in this season there were hurricanes that shut down all the gulfport coasts two years ago Mm -hmm. and that's where a lot of goods come through
1: well, and, and if you order, you know, if it hits at the wrong time, you know, if you order China beginning of the year, you know, that New Year's, they're shut down for a month. Right. You're like, not, just nothing is happening.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
1: Yeah, and that's, I, and I don't want to, I, I mean, I don't know, because I've never ordered stuff overseas and not that you don't get personal service necessarily, but you know, if you have someone here, like you said, you know, the, the name of the people who process your orders and, you know, your, your, uh, you know, contact. them I felt like it, it would seem to be a more personal um, uh, process than, than ordering, you know, a huge thing from, from overseas. And, and not that they don't, again, I don't know. I've never done it, but you know, you, you can literally just call someone on the phone and be like, Hey, yeah. Uh, you know, Sue. What happened with you know, blah blah blah. I need to get you know such and such, right? And it's just it's a two minute conversation. I'm not you couldn't Skype or call China or whatever, but like exactly. It, uh, it's, it's just
0: it's very it's very comforting to yeah actually you know have know their names and have them know that you've got projects in the works and even just give them the heads up like hey I'm going to be sending you a file in a couple of weeks. What's your printer schedule looks like? Like we're pretty wide open now. If you if you get in quick, we could probably turn you around in a month. I'm like, oh, that's awesome, and you know, so that you can have that kind of rapport. But then you know, you have other factors, and you don't get it in as fast as you can, and you know, it's just. But it's not the the length of time and distance of of other situations of printing overseas or or that sort of thing,
1: right? Cool. And and fifty bucks is going to get you the, the soft cover. It's going to get you a PDF copy. Uh, it's going to get you any other digital stuff that on un- uh, right, right right right
0: right exactly the 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 stretch goal the stretch goal fiction collection. It is going to be available as a as a physical book. That'll be an add on item. Um, you're, if we unlock it and you are you know, even if you're just getting the main PDF, you'll get that PDF too. Um, so you'll you'll get the book whether you want a physical book that'll be a, a few dollars extra
1: right uh, yeah I, not, and that's I, I prefer the physical like everything I, I'm not an e-reader guy I don't like any like just give me a book you know right right
0: and, I, I I do like the physical feel of a book of short stories it's just very comforting it's like an oatmeal cookie or chicken soup it's just something you grew up with it's it's. There's just, you know, there's some sentimentality to
1: it. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, if you have a reader, I guess it's just as easy to pull out a reader. But I just like, you know, being able to pull a book out no matter where I am. Like, I could just take my book with me. We we, we can see behind you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, and so I, I don't know um, how this affects, like, small business like you guys, right? So, like, if you order through Amazon... Um, and, and obviously, I ordered through Amazon. I get a PDF from Golden Goblin. It's coming from you, uh, but a lot of times, what that is, you just have the rights to read the book. And if they decide for some reason that they don't, they're no longer going to support that author. They don't want that that title. They remove that from your Kindle. Like you don't have access to that anymore.
0: If you have a physical book, um, well, they 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 they're not. They're not taking. They're, they're not coming to your for, house and taking your physical book.
1: Well, yeah, not only that, I mean, it's like, the, but um, PDFs and stuff from you guys are coming from you guys. There's no like digital rights thing or anything like that, right?
0: No, no, it's us. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I, I just wonder, cause I know that's a thing and that's, that's one thing that kind of like um, shies me away from like completely digital media, like Spotify and all this. And like, oh, I, you know, I bought this, that, and the other thing. And then, you know, that, you know, tool turns around and says, you know what, fuck it. We're not going <laughs> to. Put our music up here anymore? You're—they're not giving you your money back. You right. Know what I mean. So uh, I, I don't care for that. Right. Well, the the, the PDFs we
0: send out are, are direct download. We're we're not right. we're not saving your catalog to the to the cloud. We don't have that kind of storage space. Or you know, again, it's just a few people here, and they're like, Yeah. Well, I I, I ordered that. You know, I ordered this DVD, this uh, PDF from you. You know, five years ago, my computer died. Can I just re-download everything? We're like, no, we don't keep those kind of (laughs) records. You know, we. Right. But like, why didn't you back it up to a thumb drive or something? You know, and often we'll just, I'll just roll my eyes and send them the PDF because I'm like, do I really want to explain to this guy that (laughs) there's no way we can verify this because we don't keep those kind of. And it's a PDF, so yeah, like, oh, here, you go. but yeah, like yeah, as, as again, people expect we're way bigger and more impressive than we actually are, right. <laughs> <laughs> which is flattering, it is very flattering, to be honest, so I can't I'm not complaining about it,
1: yep, no, absolutely, and uh, we got Necro next year, I'm looking forward to uh to getting together again knock, that's gonna be exciting. Knock on wood
0: we're all still we're here. All-
1: yeah,
0: well, that's true. All right. High in the sky. God, God, God's willing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you got a juice pouch over there? Oh, my
0: God. My wife got me a mini fridge for the den. So now I have jello, pudding, and juice boxes.
1: Nice. It,
0: it, it has added hours of my writing time. So now I don't need to go downstairs to get a snack. Um, it's really it sounds ridiculous, but it's really added uh, a lot of convenience.
1: Well, it's not great- just having it there, right? It's like, oh, let me run downstairs and go grab something, to eat. Oh, look, the cat barfed on the floor. Oh, you know what? Exactly. It, it knocks you eat
0: out of the that. it knocks you out of the zone. Yeah. You know, sometimes you just you just want to grab something to drink and, and keep going. Um, unfortunately, I don't have a bathroom up here, so it's not a per- <laughs> it's not a perfect system. But still, it's it's way better than it was. I'm, I'm very appreciative of the uh, little mini fridge.
1: Yeah, hell, and then, yeah the time- go ahead Good.
0: I, I I am sorry for sneaking a drink box, cheese
1: box, <laughs> while we're while we're doing this. It's been no, a really long. Like- it's been a really long day. Um, what like, the hell is that? I was gonna say I walk out of the room half the time. I can't remember. I walked into my kids' room the other day to ask a question, and I'm like, fuck, I don't know why I'm in here. So <laughs> We're that turned, guy. You're, real you're slow, you're... walk back out, walk back into the kitchen. I'm like, I got it, I ran back down to the room. <laughs> oh my um, god, that's funny. Yeah, it's getting old. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So I'm I'm my wife's like, what do you want to do for your 50th? I'm turning fifty in the fall, and I'm like, I have no idea. And now with this whole thing, it's like what what could I do? You know, yeah. I, I might we might still be stuck in the house. Right. Um but yeah, I won't I, beat I won't beat be Jeff. I mean he had that uh were you you were there at Jeff's fiftieth, weren't you? With the no. Godzilla the Godzilla oh, in the yeah the yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. dude, you, you can't forget the Godzilla in, in the in the Barbie dress cake. That's Right, right? epic
1: <laughs> I yeah, he, forgot added, I was- he I was-
0: had his 50th at Necronomicon which uh, you can't beat that and it's an off year for me so I can't do that or I would totally do my 50th at Necronomicon
1: yeah, yeah. Hey, we could do it again why not <laughs> now
0: why would I want to turn 50
1: twice
0: yeah
1: turning 51 <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's even worse
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> uh,
0: <sighs> 90, you know, any year, any any birthday above ground is a good
1: birthday. Amen to that. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> all right. Well, on that note. <laughs> all right. So I I want to thank you for coming on. It's always a pleasure to, to you're have welcome. You on. <laughs> to
0: exciting. everybody everybody out there, be safe. Wash your hands. Um don't, you know, don't stay inside. You know, we've given you a few good movies and anime series. You know, you want to order a PDF? We've got stuff you can read. Um, Mm -hmm. Stay inside. Take care of yourselves. Remember, if, you know, you're not just worrying about you, you know, sure, you'll get the flu. You'll be sick for a few days and then you'll come through it. But there are lots of people that this is going to be, you know, a sniper hit to their system. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I'm not worried about me. I'm not worried about my teenage daughter. I do have a 77 year old mother-in-law who lives with us. I'm concerned for her. So again, PSA from Golden Goblin Press. Um, Pandemics are part of life. They've hit the Roman Empire. They hit the 1920s. This is ours. We're going to get through this. Let's be smart. Let's be careful. Let's take care of each other.
1: Yeah. And, And that's the big thing. You know, try try to take care of everybody around you as much as you can, without putting yourself in you know any kind of danger or endangering. You said your you know parents and things like that. My right. my parents are not quite as old, but they're they're approaching seventy now. So like you know, I worry. We were over there for dinner yesterday, and like you know, I'm at work. Does somebody have it? Fuck, did I have it? Like, should we not go for dinner? But you don't want to not not go for dinner. You're like, ah, shit, I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah, dude, we we'll figure it out. I mean, you know, some of these lessons are going to be harsh ones, but we'll figure it out.
1: Yeah. So please do all those things. Support, you know, your your independent creators, your your local businesses as much as you can. Uh, a lot of these people are going to be taking a, you know, big hit, especially the people in in the gaming industry. So a lot of the independent people. So. Uh, be
0: be have- Be kind to your medical care professionals because they are going to be the heroes that we need and they're going to be doing the best they can. Uh, It may not seem like it at some times, but you know, my, my neighbor is a nurse and I know how hard she works and I, you know, I know how hard it's going to get or at least I suspect. So, you know, patience and kindness. We'll get through this.
1: Yeah, I mean they're already working hard before this. It's yeah, it's just going to be ten times, <laughs> you know, what they're normally going up against. So it feels kind of shitty to chill after all that. But
0: <laughs> uh, well, you know what I did? I stocked up on coffee. Oh, I hope it was legendary brew. You know it was.
1: <laughs> or any the, of the other the, the night the is- night
0: the night owl brew
1: oh, that's not mine, though. That's birds. That's good, though. It's good coffee. It's I don't good coffee.
0: It. It's, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah b- before he started roasting, specifically for us to have the the uh, the legendary brew, uh, the Night Owl blend was my go-to coffee. I mean, birds is what I keep in my house, 100%. There is no other coffee unless I happen to forget to order and run out. And I'm like, oh, you're an idiot, <laughs> you know? And then I've got to go out and grab something else, but yeah, Bird, Birds is awesome. Uh, if you go to Birds Coffee, Bar, Bird, wow, birdscoffeecompany.com, you can get the night owl blend. It's a terrific dark roast. They also have the morning lark and the hummingbird. I believe the hummingbird is a decaf uh, and the other one is a light roast. But if you want to check out the legendary brew, it's a nice medium roast. It's roasted to order. All the coffee's Eh, more or less a roasted to order but the legendary brew is not sitting in a bin it's not in a bucket somewhere if you order it it's going to be roasted for that order sent out shortly thereafter you're going to get as fresh as you can if you use the code legends 10 you're going to get 10 percent off your order shipping is always free and to get that legendary brew you can hit the link in the show notes or go to tinyurl.com forward slash legendary brew we also have our patreon up if you feel like supporting the show that way uh, that's fantastic. We totally appreciate it because I just literally pay for everything. So hey, <laughs> <laughs> give the poor guy a break. He's got
0: yeah. cats. he's got cats to feed. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And then, uh, you know, ratings and reviews on iTunes or Pod Chaser or whatever your pod catcher of choices. That's fantastic as well. Helps to bump us up in the algorithms. Just gets more eyes on the shows. Tell your friends. Tell your coworkers. If you're locked in your house because you're under quarantine, I don't know, maybe download the podcast, which also seems like a shitty thing to say. But if you're looking for something to do, we've got, Jesus, 450 episodes. Work work through the catalog. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) be kind on the early stuff it's a little on a rough side
0: <laughs> that's every podcast every <laughs> the 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 first five episodes are always like nails on
1: a chalkboard yeah yeah it's uh i I, I haven't actually gone back to listen myself I just I cringe when I think, like, oh, episode one, two. <laughs>
0: Even my little
1: podunk segment on somebody
0: else's podcast, like the first one, I listen to it now, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh,
1: it's, it's terrible. All the APs are good, too, though. I mean, I, I think we – we obviously, they got better, but APs are, are awesome. If you're into that kind of thing, we have a couple of different um, – uh, campaigns that we're running, and we've got stuff uh, and, and some and some world. Cthulhu
0: Invictus stuff that you're never going to post
1: because why uh, would you? I tell you what, it's going to start hitting the Patreon feed uh, this week. Which which isn't to say that it's only going to be available on Patreon. There's no paywall kind of scenario. Do, where do
0: you do you, do you have the Mad Woman of Rubra? I do.
1: Yeah, where, I have everything.
0: Where, where you were run over by a horse?
1: Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <trampled. laughs> that was do- not a fun day. <laughs>
0: throw that up. Throw that up with a link to Cthulhu Brinvictus Britannia. I mean, I we, could, we could use... Please! I've got Cat's Defeat to too.
1: <laughs> Here's the problem, right? So, like, everything... So, my buddy Jesse, who plays uh, Kynok on the, our Rogue Trader game, uh, and who also runs the Monster Hunt podcast, which I'm also a part of, which is a d d uh, 5e campaign. We're just going to plug all the things. Uh, he keeps trying to tell me to stop adding sound effects to the episodes because it, it takes a long time to edit through stuff, And I'm like, no, because it's awesome. And I love listening to shows that have sound effects in them. And it's just a rich tapestry and helps to tell the story of all. He's like, just stop doing it. I haven't released really the Invictus because like, fuck, where do I fit that in? in the regular, you know, release schedule to like, cause I promised I was going to do it when Invictus came out and I'm like, wow, you're an asshole. You never did the thing, <laughs> but like they're available on YouTube. So check them out.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Thanks.
1: <laughs> I know. I I'm, feel just I'm just being a jerk.
0: I'm just being a jerk. Just, You know, I'm kidding.
1: No, I it it bothers me that I haven't done it cuz now this is like the the second Invictus kickstarter and I'm like fuck I really need to post that stuff <laughs> and I'm like I feel like god I'm trying to like work through these other
0: things. Did, did did you play the uh the Wayward Shepherdess too? Yes. Oh wow, that was that was Yeah, these are these are for all the fans out there saying, what book is that? No, these aren't published. These are just little dopey weird these are like the The uh the indie experimental films, um they're 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 short kooky off the cuff things that I I do every once in a while and then sometimes they don't really work as well as I like although I think these two were okay
1: and we also did the Clockwork Oracle as well
0: ah didn't never put that one up huh
1: I don't I know Clockwork,
0: (laughs) Clockwork Oracle at least has come out I mean that's out in the world.
1: All right. Well, I you know what? Maybe what I'll do, I'll throw links in the show notes for, for all the YouTube videos. Right. That's for for all the people
0: who may or may not know what Cthulhu Invictus is about, you can watch an actual play, see if it's up your alley. If it is, um back the Kickstarter and add the rule book on in the uh backer kit, you know, we'll set you up.
1: Yep, because you, you probably need that to Play the because it's just a settings book, so
0: right, right. <laughs>
1: if you don't have it, you're gonna want to <sighs> order that,
0: <laughs> right? You definitely want to order the uh seventh edition guide, the any award winning seventh edition guide to Cthulhu Invictus, silver. Any let me yeah. not elevate myself above my station.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and any's an any,
0: <laughs> and any's an any. I will take it.
1: Yep, that's awesome. And Frank, we will definitely see you at Necronomicon 21, God's willing. God's willing. Uh, maybe we'll get to play something together. I have yet to actually play a game at Necronomicon because we're usually just out drinking and
0: <laughs> hanging out and working. You record a lot of panels; it's not all drunken debauchery. You give yourself a little credit.
1: Eleven. I recorded eleven panels. Oh I my have the god! Last one I'm gonna drop in two weeks. <laughs> I'm still releasing. them. You
0: deserved every drink then. <laughs> <laughs> every <laughs> drink you had at Necronomicon was hard earned.
1: Yeah, well, especially those, that. Those are working.
0: Those are working trips for us.
1: Yeah, well, especially that panel Saturday morning at nine o'clock or whatever the hell it was. Like fuck.
0: <laughs> right, right after I crippled myself, apparently. Yeah, that that yeah. was the morning. Everything was like, okay, you're done. Yeah, <laughs> you you thought it hurt before, pal. You're done.
1: Right, right. Good times. <laughs> yeah, good good times. We're all still here, so it's yep. good times. Absolutely. All right. Well, again, thank you for coming on. Thanks, everybody, for checking it out. We appreciate you tuning in. And, thank uh, you. Hope you're, you're backing. Hope you enjoy it. And um, we'll catch you next time. Catch you next time. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop broadcast network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com. Because I never know whether or not we're actually live or not. Like it tells me right now that we're live, but I don't have a countdown. And I've had to like record the like welcome to bumper because it's cut me off before. <laughs> so gotcha.
0: So we'll so, let it we'll let it spill over a bit.
1: Yeah. We'll we're, we're spooling up. Um no but do you want to take us in then and I'll intro the show? We'll do the regular thing.
0: Um you can take us in. Okay.
1: I mean you've been on like a hundred times, so like I have
0: (laughs) Yeah, but I'm I'm on day four of a Kickstarter, so I've only got half a brain at this point. (laughs) I'm like sleep deprived and stressed out and spun around and possibly infected with a deadly pandemic. Oh no, don't say that. Definitely overweight.
1: (laughs) Going gray. It's
0: all falling apart.
1: Oh, I'll stick all this on the end. <laughs> <Okay>.
0: <laughs> right. I'm a little slap happy in case you haven't noticed.
1: Well, it's okay.
0: <sighs> all right, here we go.